Hi, it's Ray here, and welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast. Now, this intro, which comes before the intro, if that makes sense, is about how to grow your value. Now, this is the uh, fifth podcast in the series. There will be over 50, or there are over 50 planned out. We'll, we'll carry on long after that. But uh, this one is called How to Grow Your Value. Now, the reason I'm doing an intro before the intro is because the first part of this podcast could be perceived to be a little bit depressing, I'm going to kind of look into the immediate future. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, so I don't want you to to, to feel down after this. I just I just want you to realize that these are some of the things that are on the horizon. And I'm not saying it because, uh, you know, to scare you into doing anything rash. It's just that to be aware, to be informed is to start giving yourself a chance. So I'm going to inform you on some things and then I'm going to give you some solutions in further podcasts. But this podcast is called How to Grow Your Value and, uh, well, let's get on to it. Welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every episode. Many of us are really good at one thing. There are lots of people good at one thing, but when you pick up complementary skills, you have an edge over everyone else. And every skill you acquire doubles your odds of success. Now you're skill stacking. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. Hi, everyone. It's Ray McLennan back again. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit of a disconnect between my gloomy uh, intro earlier on and then suddenly raving rock music. So uh, but sorry about that. We'll probably need to adjust our opening music. Certainly going to bring it down a bit. Um, the first four, five, well, actually, the first six podcasts are going to have that longer intro because people want to know what the skill stack is all about. After that, I'm going to be toning it right down so you won't have to, to bypass it. Okay, let's get right on. This is the skill stack and I'm your host, Ray McLennan, and this episode is called How to Grow Your Value. Now, why would you want to grow your value? Okay, well, you want to make more money. Now, grow your value what? As a, as an employee? Do you want to grow your value as an employer? Do you want to grow your value as self-employed? Well, the answer is yes, you do, right across the board. And here's why. Um, I'm going to read a quote to you. And this is a quote by Dr. Stephen Hawking, who uh, passed away, but he regarded as one of the, the geniuses of his age. And he said, we are at the most dangerous moment in the development of humanity. The rise of artificial intelligence is likely to extend job description deep into the middle classes, with only the most caring, creative or supervisory roles remaining. Now, um, that, that's a bit, a bit gloomy, but um, right now you have to think about it. Some of the smartest people in the world, some of the smartest people on the planet, are actually trying to figure out how to replace you. How to replace you with either an overseas worker, a cheaper version of you, or better still, some piece of software, an app, or even a robot. Now, we live in a capitalist society. That means that you know the, 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 higher, you, the higher your value, the more money you will make. But capitalism wants to get things done. And it wants to get things done in the most efficient way at the lowest cost. Now... 50% of jobs being lost in 22 different sectors in three to five years is now a reality. It, it's no longer science fiction. It is a reality. 
But if you take one sector alone, in one sector alone in the United States, something like between 2.2 and 3.2 million jobs in the truck, bus and van delivery sector will be lost there alone in the next five to 10 years. Now, in the great scheme of things, that's not a long time. In many other sectors, I mentioned a few of them on a, on a recent podcast, in many other sectors, in banking and insurance and various other industries, millions more are going to be displaced and then will struggle to find new jobs, particularly those, particularly those at the lower end of that skill ladder. Now, this time, the market will not solve the problem. Now, previously, we've had the Industrial Revolution. There's been other, other revolutions and other uh, changes in the marketplace where the invisible hand of the market is deemed to sort of pick everyone up and help everyone along. This time, it's going to be different. There is not going to be anything for those people to do. Now, the market is not going to solve the problem. If you take today... Here we are right now. You can get an Uber. You can get on your app and you can call and you can call uh, you can call up a car. Well, what Uber can do right now today is they could buy an automatic car, an automated car with no driver, at less than half the price of having a car on the road with a driver. So, what do you think Uber are going to be doing? They're going to be looking at how they can make things more efficient? How can they get things done in a more efficient way at the lowest cost? That is what the market is all about. And, and we're, we're, in that, we're in that marketplace. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's not fair. And, you know, we should do something about it. What aboutery? Let's get our placards out and go and march on, on Parliament or let's march on the Senate or do something. Well, that's a reality. And that's probably what will happen. If you look at any other revolution through the ages, the Industrial Revolution, there were riots. There were, there were people killed. There was great disruption in the marketplace. And then it eventually settled down when people realized, well, actually, you know, we're not going to be any worse off. We've just got to get into the habit of giving up our old way of doing things. But this time round, there's not going to be any jobs. There's not going to be anything for, for a bus driver, a truck driver, a delivery driver, or a... You know, a, a person, a, usually women, that work in call centres. You know, women that work in call centres, men that work in call centres too, but, but the average of a call centre is a 39-year-old woman. Uh, that's, that's the 80-20 rule. So 80% of call centre workers are women. Then there's fast food jobs. Then there's retail. Retail is closing down ref, left, right and centre. I mean, there's a shopping mall in, in England, in Hull, being sold for £1. A shopping mall. It's got 37 shops. Most of those shops are lying empty and the people that own the shopping mall aren't collecting enough rent to be able to pay even for the upkeep. So they've put it on the market to sell it for one pound. Now, that's the reality today. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. So you need to increase your value. You need to start seriously looking around. You need to start looking around at the people you're working with and say, well, OK, if this downturn comes along, who are they going to get rid of? They're going to get rid of me. I, you know, I hope you're listening to this, so I don't think you're going to be in that category because you've, you're obviously taking steps to do something about it. At least you're gathering information. But that's the sort of thing you need to do. That's the way you need to start thinking. You need to start thinking, OK, I'm in this room of people. Who is going to go first? And you've got to look after yourself. You've got to bulletproof yourself and you've got to upskill yourself. And that's what the skill stack is about. Not going back to university and spending two, three, four, five years trying to get a degree or a diploma. That is not going to work. There are guys out there 
girls out there with university degrees, MAs, BAs that are working in fast food. They're working part-time in fast food. Then they're going home and they're playing video games and they're complaining because they can't get a job. Because now, instead of just a degree, now it's a PhD. Now it's something else that's required. And that takes a long, long time to get to that point. And quite frankly, people can't afford it anymore. The cost of education is horrendous. The cost of fees, people coming out of university with, with debts of 60, 70, 80, 100,000. Now that's going to take a long time to clear off. And that's not an answer. It might be an answer for some. It's certainly an answer. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, obviously, you've got to do that. If you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be in the, some of the very serious professions where you do require those, those qualifications, then yes, you're going to have to do it. But, you know, I'm sorry. History of art, uh, studies in, in the Simpsons, uh, you know, a, a degree in Harry Potterology and all the rest of it. Please give me a break. You know, universities are there for a reason. They are. They're there to educate, and I have no problem with that. But I think they've, they've, some of them have gone down the wrong path. And some of them, quite frankly, are just there to take money. It's as simple as that. They're there to take money. You don't want to be caught up in that. You don't want to be one of the people who just is simply paying university fees um, for, no, you know, for, for no return at the end of the day. So how can you increase your value? What else can you increase your value? Well, the first thing is, is to know what value is. You know, what is, what is your value? What is your value? How can you grow your value? Well, growing your value is as simple as upskilling. It's adding skills to the skills that you already have. So take a look in your profession, and we'll cover that in some of the other podcasts where we'll drill down into separate professions, and I'll give you some, uh, some ideas of what the, they might be. But look around you now and what you've got in your head, what skills you possess, and think, well, what skills am I going to need to add to the job that I'm in or the profession that I'm in over the next three to five years? What am I going to need to add? And that could be anything. I'll cover, cover, I'll cover that in, a, in a much more detail in a different podcast. But... It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and get another degree or you have to add, you know, hours and hours and hours of work onto that to get some kind of piece of paper that's probably going to be useless anyway. No, what the world wants is practical skills. The world wants stuff that can be used. The world wants skills that are valuable. Now, many years ago, not so long ago, actually, a lot of parents would be shouting at the kids saying, come off that PlayStation. What are you doing on that place to get your homework done? And yet playing a PlayStation means that you have eye-hand coordination and a lot of these PlayStation guys are now drone pilots. So there's, there's something to think about. But no, if you're, if you're a, a bus driver, a truck driver, if you are working in office, you're an administrator, something like that, you're going to have to start looking around and thinking, right, okay, if this job went in the next couple of years and there were no other jobs I could walk, walk into, how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to survive? Have a look around at that and start thinking. Now, I'm going to share with you now a thing called the wealth formula because value, growing your value is in the wealth formula. Now, the wealth formula has been around for a long time, but there's a podcast called The Money Podcast by Rob Moore. You can listen to that. He does a whole, a whole episode on the wealth formula. In fact, he has a book out called Money and he's got another book out called Life Leverage and uh, I thoroughly recommend those books. Uh, but the, the wealth formula is in there, and the wealth formula is expressed as a mathematical formula. So it's W equals V plus FE, that's Foxtrot Echo, times L, times Lima. So W, whiskey, equals V, Victor, 
plus Fe Foxtrot Echo times L Lima. And that is the wealth formula. So V is value. So your value, your value to the world, your value to your company, your value to yourself is, is in that formula. And Fe is fair exchange. Now, if you have V and fair exchange, the value and fair exchange, then you have an exchange of money. So a simple, a simple example of that might be that, you know, you, you get that Uber taxi, you call it up, it arrives at the door, you jump in, it takes you somewhere, you pay him 20 quid and you think, okay, that's fine. Or $20 or whatever, however the distance happens to be. And you pay it through your app. Now that's, that's value and fair exchange because you got a lift and they took you there. That's absolutely fine. What about a plumber comes to the house to repair something? He says, okay, I can repair this. It's going to cost you a hundred, hundred dollars. And you say, great, great, that's great. That's fine. That you accept it. That's fair exchange. Now that plumber will keep going, keep going, keep going. And he can keep charging that hourly rate because that's what, what A, the market will bear, but also it's deemed to be fair exchange for an average plumber coming around to do an average work in an average home. That's fair exchange. Now the L to, to create wealth is leverage. So if you have value in your fair exchange, now you want to add in leverage. And what leverage does is multiplies the value and multiplies the amount that the fair exchange um, brings out. So for example, that could be a plumber who brings on an apprentice, brings in another plumber, starts charging them out to clients, and then gradually he will reap the difference. So the plumber may charge uh, £60, £70, 100 or whatever it happens to be for the work. If he can then have three other guys out there doing the same thing, then that's 300 that's being earned on top of his 100. And if he's only paying them half of that, now what he's done is he's added 150 onto his 100. So instead of making 100, he's now making 250. And that's leverage, that's leverage. Now that's a sim simplistic model because there's a lot more to go uh, to go on that. He obviously has to pay, t pay taxes and pay all, all the other expenses of the business. But just to give you an indication of an idea of what leverage is. Now, one of the great leveraging companies of the world, and it has become the richest company in the world, is Amazon. They're leveraging hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of products. They're taking a very small part. There's value in what you buy. There's fair exchange. You can join Amazon Prime and you can get stuff delivered and it's all free of charge. Well divided by the Amazon Prime yearly subscription. But they've leveraged that out and they've created wealth. So the wealth formula is W equals V plus FE times L, times leverage. So the question would be, your value is in there and fair exchange is in there. Can you increase your value? Yes, you can. Because if you're that plumber and you come to a house then and, and you've upskilled yourself to do gas work or to do boilers or to do other things, then you have increased your value. If you can do electrical work, now you're coming around as a handyman and you can get paid as a plumber, as an electrician, as something else. So you're adding more value. And the fair exchange is, is seen in the growth of a lot of handyman type companies. You know, you can now call up, a, a, call up a handyman or call up, sometimes they call it a husband. You can call up a husband uh, to come and fix your things or a handyman to come to a house and fix things. And these are guys who've, who've upskilled themselves. In the world of driving, you could become a driving instructor. You could become an advanced driver instru driving instructor. You could uh, take, take people into classroom and teach them uh, about the theory of driving. You can upskill yourself there. I've seen 
baristas, people that make coffee, upskilling themselves by showing how to do designs in coffee cups. You can do a search on that. You can do cappuccino designs and you'll see all the designs that are there. And that's, there's some YouTube videos out there of barristers who have done really good designs and then they create a workshop and they invite other people to come to that workshop to see how they do the designs. And they may charge 50 quid, you know? If they charge, if they charge each person 50 quid and they have 25 people in there, then now they've leveraged. Then now the value in the fair exchange has gone up. So in future episodes, I'm going to give you lots, lots more examples, but that's enough for now. So this podcast has been about how to grow your value. And uh, I think you ought to give, you really ought to give it serious consideration to growing your value. Serious, serious consideration to growing your value, because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. Now, all success leaves clues. The skill stack shows you what to look for. More importantly, like any great recipe, the correct order of the ingredients and skills is important. So you can get all the underlying links on this, the book recommendations and so on. If you go to the skillstack.com forward slash podcast, you can get us on our Twitter account at skillstack and you can email us info at theskillstack.com. Now, if you're listening to this before the end of January 2019, then you'll be able to go to the site and you can register there for the release of the Skill Stack modules that are going to be released as an online course so that you can follow. There are 40 modules in there. You can follow each one of them. They're set in a particular way so that you can learn in the best possible way and you can learn how to increase your value. So I've been Ray McLennan. That's been the Skill Stack podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>